Heavenly Father, as we gather tonight, we ask that you block out everything but Jesus and let us concentrate on him and his word as the messenger has prepared it for us tonight. Be with us, anoint our pastor, for we pray it in your holy name. Amen. Hymn number 12 is a wonderful old sacred harp tune. Come, thou fount of every blessing. You know the sacred harp is the voice. Let's use our sacred harps as we join in praise together. Stand as we sing. That's a good exercise for us to kind of chase those notes around. You that are not used to singing choirs, I guess you're with me, right? I got lost a couple of times, I'll have to confess. Uh, you're here tonight, so you're not lost. We're grateful for your presence. I'm going to ask that all of the members of the Brainerd Baptist family, if you will stand. Our brethren are going to come down the aisle in just a moment now and hand you a visitor's card because all the folks that remain seated are visitors. All right, what did I say? Shake hands with your neighbor and with somebody else, all right? Let's just have a good shaking hand time around the corner there. <clears throat> That's the way to do it. We appreciate your response. Very nice. It's always good to have fellowship here in the Lord's house. I was sharing with a family this last week about visiting our church, and they mentioned almost the words that most of us have said for a long time, Brother Ralph. That is, you know, you have such a large church, but you have warm fellowship. And we hear that all the time, and it just keeps coming through. So let's continue to do just that here at Brainerd Baptist. Again, it's a joy to have you here tonight. Note the announcements for the coming week. We want you to be a prayerful for the line of activities that are just ahead of us in the next five or six days. 
very important activities concerning our church and our work in the months ahead. And then, of course, the activities on Wednesday night. Be much in prayer for that. And don't forget this coming Tuesday, a little different schedule this week. Tuesday night is church-wide visitation. You've heard about it. You've read about it. Now it's time for all of us to put our hand to the wheel and really go and accomplish the job that is our responsibility. It will be a great work week together. We have a church training emphasis tonight. Brother Hubert, we appreciate you coming and giving us that information. We had a lot going on in church training tonight. We had 175 uh, members here tonight. We had a good meeting um, in our young married we had joe and jane everett are teaching parenting by grace and they had something like 20 uh, people there studying uh, how to be better parents how to deal with these young children and uh, they need to learn how to deal with these and particularly through grace so it's a great study and uh, good participation we also i want to apologize brother ralph i gave you this morning an announcement saying that June McEwen was going to be here for the whole month of January and she's not even though everybody wants her to be uh, she did not with her last night they do have a special speaker coming in next for the next two weeks speaking on issues facing the Southern Baptist and tonight someone pointed out <coughs> the fact that uh, uh, a lot of the issues facing Southern Baptist has to do with uh, the work of the women in our church and so uh, someone mentioned that maybe we should have emphasized we should emphasize that and uh, they got into the, some discussions on the work of ladies in our churches and it, that's going to continue on for the next two weeks the broad issue the broad study is issues in the Southern Baptist Convention and June pointed out to me and I appreciated what, what she said that uh, a lot of our issues possibly would have been resolved had we had a better church training program uh, in the years past, teaching us our history, our doctrine, and how we can be better Christians. So uh, if you're not in church training, we want you to be. And the, um, if you're not in church training, the study in the chapel for the next two weeks, uh, they invite you to come and be part of that. Thank you. wonderful hymn is number 467 it's called it's so wonderful and we're talking about the love of jesus let's sing just that chorus together 467 
that page and turn over to hymn number 66. There is a name I love to hear. Oh, how I love Jesus. I want us to sing that verse, and then when you get to the refrain, choir sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. But everyone else out here sing with the organ. To me, it's so wonderful. On the refrain. sings a wonderful song of praise, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine.
singing our praises to you as we turn to hymn number 64, Jesus, Water Friend for Sinners. Would you stand as you sing? this opportunity to sing your praises, to gather as Christian fellowship and to praise you and pray, pray unto you and share one another together in your word and in giving. And we pray, dear God, that this moment as we come to give an offering unto you, you will happen to be not only an offering of money, material things, but also of ourselves. For it's in your name and for your honor we pray. Amen.
has never promised a day without tears. He has never promised a day without fears. He gives grace for today in his own gracious way. His grace is How is it that we as Christians can lay claim to the blessings that God wants us to have? I'm really convinced that many times many of us go through a good part of our lives having resources available to us, sometimes right at our fingertips that God has provided for us, 
But we have, for whatever reason, for some reason, not been sensitive to the presence of that resource, and we have gone our way in need when God was ready to bless us. One of my favorite hymns is hymn number 219 in our hymn book. Evelyn, would you mind going back to the console? Hymn number 219. Now, I'm not going to ask you to sing it. Herman, you know better than anybody else that so often we sing these magnificent and wonderful hymns and we've sung them so many times so long we miss the message. But there's a marvelous message in 219. God will take care of you. That we as Christians need to remember. Now, Evelyn, you know approaching 30 years, I'm not a musician. You know that. And you know it is presumptuous on my part to tell you how to play that organ. But I would like for you to play the first verse in that chorus rather meditatively. And then pull out a few more stops for the second one. And play it all the way through. And now while she's playing it, you're going to be reading the words getting the message, and then on the third verse, go ahead and punch the Jesse pedal. Now, for those of you that don't know, that's the one that opens up all the stops and blows the dust that's accumulated in some of the pipes that might have been used recently. And let's have, you know, kind of like the Amazing Grace finale for the third verse. And as she plays, you look at the words of this magnificent hymn.
God will take care of you. How? I would like to just pick a bouquet of scriptures that would be a refreshing bouquet for you to think about all week long as to the ways that God has said in his word that he wants to take care of us. Romans 8.32 declares, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely also give us all things? He cares for us as a father with deep and abiding and genuine love for a son or a daughter makes provision for that child. Caring whether or not that child has the sufficient needs of life, caring whether or not the child is equipped to face life, caring whether or not the resources are available so that the opportunities that the child is presented with can be received, can be acted upon, and can be positive. God cares for you as a loving father. Remember that this week. Isaiah 49:15 says, Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the child of her womb? Yea, they may forget, but I will not forget thee. God cares for you, not only as a father who needs to exhibit the strength of fatherhood to the child, but God cares for us with all of the tenderness and all of the compassion and all of the love that the word mother bespeaks. For God does care. God understanding far more than we know he does. Those little nuances of life, those unspoken desires and wants and needs, that's the way a mother is around her children, sensing the need before even sometimes the child himself or herself is conscious of the want or of the need. Isaiah 23, 27, 3 says, I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Here we have the analogy of God as a father, God as a mother, and God as a heavenly gardener, carefully tending that which he loves, that which he created, that which he wants to bear fruit, to bear blossom, and to come to the intended fulfillment of life.
there is nothing that I can discover in the Word of God that causes me to believe that God ever rejoices or is pleased when a life is shortened, when a life does not come to its fullness. Now, there is a different matter in what constitutes a full life. All of us have known young people who have died in our way of thinking prematurely, and yet there has been something about that life that has been that sense of fullness and completeness. But there have been other times when life has come to a close far earlier than I think God in his ultimate will. Certainly he allowed it in his permissive will, but in his ultimate will. Came to close on this earth earlier. And I think also in the matter of what we do with our life. I preached on that this morning about the one life that we have. God has a plan for us. God has a dream for us. God has something that he wants every one of us to accomplish in our life. Every one of us. And he not only wants us to accomplish that, the figure of that is bearing the fruit or bearing the blossom. And Isaiah said, I the Lord do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Beautiful promise of the way, just one of the ways God cares for you and for me. Deuteronomy 32.10 says, He found him in a desert land, and in the waste, howling wilderness. He led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. Here we have another way that God has instructed us out of his word that he looks after us, that he cares for us. That is instantly. How quickly does the eyelid blink to protect the eye when there is some sense of impending danger to the eye? The instant blink. It's an instant thing. It is a, almost like a reaction, you see, an, an, just a spontaneous reaction to an approaching problem. Now, God says, that's the way I care for you, whom I love. Instantly. As a father, he cares and provides. As a mother, he cares with affection. As a gardener, he cares with attention to us. As an eyelid, instantly to close and to protect. He does care for us instantly. I suppose nearly all of us have had those times and those experiences in which it would seem that God is very far away from us. We pray and do not seem to get an answer. We hurt and do not seem to get any relief. Sometimes the nights are longer than other nights. And we 
talk to God in what seems like an eternity. And we wonder why God has turned a deaf ear to us. All I can do is say that Professor Einstein was on the right track as far as the universe is concerned, and that helps me to understand something about God. And as the scriptures declare that, you know, that just the moment is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as a moment, what seems an eternity to us may be but an instant to God in working out the best for us. But the Bible says he cares instantly for those of us in need. Proverbs 17, 17 declares, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. He loves us, he cares for us, he makes provision for us. Then, as a friend, faithfully, we can depend upon God. Aren't you glad that you have some folks that you can depend on, come what may. Life would be utterly miserable if it were not for the reality of the knowledge that we have sunk back in our subconscious that there are some folks who, come what may, will just not let us down. Oh, that means a lot. The difference between failure or success for a great many folks is whether or not somewhere along the way they've had a friend. That was the testimony of one who was extremely successful when asked the secret of his success. He said it very simply, I had a friend. It's wonderful to have friends we can count on, it may be more wonderful to be the kind of friend that other folks can count on through thick or thin. Thank God I have some friends like that. And thank God we have a God like that who faithfully stays by us and sees us through the darkest hours. God does take care of us. Psalms 121, 4 to 8. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul.
The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. How does God care for you? As a guard, as a guard at his post of duty, as a guard who watches, not sleeping, as a guard who is awake and alert to the dangers that are around you. That's how he cares for you. And if in the loneliness of some midnight hour, if in the midst of some distraction of life, if in the midst of some desert point in which you find yourself either now or any time in the future, remember you belong to a God who cares for you. Matthew 6.20 says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. How does he care for you? As one who has the capacity to keep safe everything you've committed to him. Every word, every deed, every dream, every hope, every vision, every everything you've ever put at the foot of the cross, you've given it to the Lord. He is capable of keeping it as a treasure that you'll see again in the by and by. God will take care of you. Evelyn, one more time. And this time, about as much of the carol on as you think our ears can stand. Turn to it again. 219. Evelyn plays it again. And then to the normal Herman, let's use this for our invitation.
sing together. Come accepting the Lord or moving your membership. God will take care of you. Just hum that tune all week long and remember the goodness of God. Burl McMillan, lead us in our benediction, please.
good week.